and welcome to this latest edition of Talking Global Finance, the podcast for the global finance community. Brought to you by Finance Isle of Man, the executive agency responsible for promoting the Isle of Man's thriving financial services sector, each episode of Talking Global Finance aims to unlock and discuss the most important issues facing the global finance community. I'm your host, John Cronin, and in this edition of the podcast, we're going to explore the world of retirement provision and pensions, in particular, the challenges and considerations facing individuals with an international investment focus. Now, international financial centres, or IFCs, such as the Isle of Man, attract entrepreneurs and international investors for many reasons. Located in the heart of the British Isles, the Isle of Man has built an enviable reputation as an IFC, offering unparalleled expertise and choice to suit diverse needs. But what are the driving factors in play when it comes to planning for something as important and potentially complex as a personal private pension? Well, with me to discuss this, I'm delighted to be joined by Anne-Marie Hughes of DQ Advocates and Martin Hall of Atler Group, both based in the Isle of Man. Anne-Marie, Martin, welcome to Talking Global Finance. Thank you, John. And it's really good to be talking to you today. Likewise, John. Thank you. Let's jump in. Pensions are a big issue. People can sometimes, with the best will in the world, put off making key decisions about their own pension provision, especially when it comes to crossing international frontiers. So what should entrepreneurs and international investors be thinking about in this respect? Martin, let me come to you first on this. Thank you, John. Yeah, we we see a lot of uh, inquiries and interest in this space. Uh, And certainly the cross-border pensions is uh, a growing sector, uh, I believe, and a lot. I think a lot of the main drivers around that for individuals when when they're thinking about it is ultimately for themselves retirement and, and saving for that retirement and ensuring that that one day they can take a step back from from, the, from their day to day working and, and enjoy life a little bit more. I think another key driver to that is succession planning, ensuring that there's wealth left to pass to the next generation. Uh, that that continues to be uh, more and more on the agenda as uh, as we move through uh, through, through time. Uh, wealth preservation is another uh, factor we've seen utilised, people utilising the pension arrangements for, again, not only for themselves, but for, for, fu- for future generations of their family and their grandchildren, etc. Uh, certainly when, when we look at pensions, we at the group, we do domestic pensions for, for local individuals on the Isle of Man, but we also have that global reach of and, and the ability to op- uh, offer international pensions for an international audience. And what we often see their drivers that entrepreneurs are looking at is the the stability of uh, a pension arrangement in a in a very stable, reputable jurisdiction, which I'm sure we'll talk about more during this podcast. Uh, and also the the efficiency of the tax arrangements within the Isle of Man for that pension wrapper as well and the opportunities to compound it and, and grow people's savings and wealth and, and certainly again at one of those one of those drivers for us is understanding that this is ultimately clients hard-earned wealth hard-earned money and, and they want to preserve it and look after it and, and the Isle of Man's no better place to do that. Well definitely we'll explore that notion of what the Isle of Man uh, has to offer in this respect uh, throughout the podcast Anne-Marie, let me come to you on this as well. What are your thoughts? Yes, thank you. I would just echo 
Martin's thoughts in terms of the, the drivers for people looking at pension planning, um, in terms of wealth preservation, but also looking at succession planning. And we're not seeing so much as a law firm at DQ in the past. The Isle of Man may have been used more in terms of tax planning, but it's much wider than that now. It's a broader interest that the Isle of Man has in terms of the structures that it provides, but also the pensions legislation and regulation that we have. Certainly over the last couple of years as well with the pandemic and the move to remote working, businesses that we work with and the international companies that our clients um, also service around the world have much more globally mobile employees. So particularly the international pensions that we're talking about today are really important in businesses um, being able to provide those benefits to their employees, wherever they may be. And having a central place to to house those pensions, such as the Isle of Man, has been actually really important for them and is becoming an increasing driver of change in terms of the way employee benefits are given through businesses. So that's whether it's a, a business or an individual um, entrepreneur, as you mentioned, wanting to plan for their future. Well, let's get into a bit more detail here, Anne-Marie. What is the typical process for establishing an individual pension for an international customer and how critical is the need for advice? Yes so I will probably come at this from a slightly different angle to Martin. Um, As a law firm we will be here to provide the, the assistance in setting up the scheme generally. So how does a scheme in the Isle of Man become an actual live scheme and therefore we help with the the drafting of the trustee and the rules of the scheme we help the trustees and scheme administrators in creating together with the individual or the business involved a bespoke tailored pension scheme which is exactly matched to their own individual particular circumstances And that's the great thing and the interesting thing for me as a lawyer um, about international pensions is that the rules are so flexible that you can really do a lot with them and each individual circumstance can truly be taken into account. And with international employers, for example, you can have different benefits for different individuals in different parts of the world, for example. It's really um, so flexible that it makes life a lot easier in terms of what you're wanting to achieve from your pension. So once the, the those actual scheme rules and details of the benefits have been decided upon, the, the person or the company who wants to establish the scheme would normally take not only legal advice and financial advice, But also one of the most important things to consider is who is actually going to be the trustee and administrator of that scheme? Because it's not only, and we'll talk about the Isle of Man as a a jurisdiction later on, I think, but it's not only the place where that pension is is to be established and the laws and the regulations around that pension. But a really important part of it is who are the actual people who are going to be servicing that pension for you? the trustees and the scheme administrators who are looking after your 
contributions and the fund within your pension so that you have that reassurance um, that your pension is, is going to be well provided for and protected in that sense. And that's where uh, fiduciary companies and local pension providers such as Adler come into it. So that's probably a good place for Martin to pick up, I think. Yeah, Martin, I mean, let, let's, let's, um, let's come to you on that. Those are a, a couple of key questions that Anne-Marie raises there about the trust structure. What would you add to that? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. I think with, with, and certainly when you're dealing cross-border, uh, even more so that relationship with the clients and building that trust is the most important thing. I, I mentioned earlier on about having that uh, relationship uh, and ensuring that that trust is there. So that's, that's uh, I'm sure, a driver for all, all pension uh, providers on, on the Isle of Man. Coming from an angle where within Atla, we do, we do do other fiduciary work and, and ultimately a trust arrangement is a pension arrangement. So again, we the concept remains the same about protecting their wealth, developing uh, a relationship with the client, understanding their needs and what they want for themselves, their future and the future generation after that. And then really looping back on the, on the sort of the initial question around setting up, we ultimately rely on the experts such as Amory to, to build that in infrastructure, the deed, uh, and whether that be for corporate and their international client base uh, or uh, employee base or whether it's a, it's a large firm in, in one jurisdiction or for that individual looking to create some themselves in their family and then it's really a matter of going through an account opening process so like any uh, IFC will vet clients and again that's where our the oversight of the regulator should give comfort to clients that they have to go through a vetting process uh, KYC, as you'd expect uh, in these situations, um, and then account opening forms. Again, that's getting to know, to understand the client, build an understanding of what their expectations are in regard to the pensions, what's coming into the pension contribution-wise. So again, we can manage that for them. And then onwards, engaging more than likely with investment uh, individuals to bring that investment uh, expertise to the table as well. Now, let me just build on this a little bit more. Give me an overview of how that pension trust structure work, works in a little more detail and, and the levels of protection it offers as well. Perhaps, Anne-Marie, you could pick this up. Yes, certainly. So from a, a legal perspective, a pension is essentially a trust. So you have a, a trustee who is appointed to to administer the, the scheme and a scheme registered scheme administrator who will carry out the day-to-day -day administration of that scheme. And both of those roles are really important and both of which are regulated in the Isle of Man. And from the base level then, we have in the Isle of Man a long-standing trust law, which gives the protection to individuals and companies who are setting up trusts and pensions in the Isle of Man, that the trustees here must be regulated by our local regulator. There are case law going back probably hundreds of years in terms of, of trust law. It's a very well established law and, and everyone understands the fiduciary duties and responsibilities that trustees have and the, the oversight of the courts here in terms of trustees carrying out their duties. So that's very, very well established trust law principles. Laid on top of that is our then well established in the Isle of Man again, pensions legislation. 
So the Retirement Benefit Schemes Act 2000 and on top of that, domestic and international regulations, which all work together to build this protection around a pension scheme. So as I say, it, it's kind of a multi-layered um, protection, both in terms of trust law, the regulation of fiduciary businesses here, together with the pensions law and regulations on top of that. So it really is, I think, from an Isle of Man perspective, in terms of the longevity that we've had in, in our law and regulation, the expertise in terms of the trustees and administrators that we have here, and they're having to be licensed and regulated, that really can give comfort to individuals and businesses. It's, it's a two-pronged approach as well. It's not just the actual scheme itself, which is regulated and approved also by our tax office, but it's the individual or corporate trustees who are also regulated in their own right and vetted, as Martin mentioned before. And probably that's a good point again to hand back over to Martin in terms of, of the actual trustee administrators of, of local schemes. Absolutely. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a sophisticated pensions environment in the Isle of Man that Amory describes there, Martin. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, the, there is many layers to this. We, we often, a, a lot of clients uh, ask and, and want to understand the protections for themselves, their wealth, uh, that they're placing in, in, in pension uh, arrangements. So as Amory touched on, there's the vetting process for the for the administrator. There's the people within the business are key approved persons. So you go through that lengthy process, and that's really just get the door open to do business. So assuming you've got that far, then you've got the extra comfort for clients, or you're dealing with a with a high reputable jurisdiction of the Isle of Man. They, and I think the rating is always important because that's considered when the jurisdiction's interacting with really the, the world in regard to OECD, FATCA and how they're, how, they're, how they're opening and transparent about what they're doing. Because again, this is pension arrangements are long-term solutions. So you need to be in a place where there is a long-term plan, a long-term goal and, and good, strong infrastructure, which the Alman ticks all those boxes. Uh, then additional client protections from our, that I see for clients is that we're, we're well regulated. The regulator comes in. We have a great relationship with the regulator. The dialogue's good, uh, but that they also come in and vet you, check on you as they should, check and do the checks and balances to protect the client. Providers such as ourselves are also uh, audited, and again, providing levels of uh, controls and checks and balances that ultimately should provide the clients with comfort that the, the, the many layers of uh, protection are there that, that their, their wealth is in very good hands. Now, international financial centres such as the Isle of Man are structured to support the global finance community. We're clearly hearing that in uh, your comments from both of you. Give me, give me a sense, though, of who your typical international personal pension customer is. Who are the people that you're creating these products for, that you're helping uh, when it comes to pension provision. Martin, let me come to you first on that. I think we'll start with, and being sat on the Isle of Man now, we certainly domestically we do business for, dom for, for domestic individuals looking to save for the future. That's kind of bread and butter, I suppose, of, of any pension provider on, on the Isle of Man. 
globally, as Amory touched on earlier, the infrastructure and the, the legislation and regulations are here for international clients. So then what we see at Atlo is well, it's a wide variety of people. So maybe maybe to give some general general examples. South Africa as a business, Atler as a wider group, do a, do a lot of business in that area. And so South African residents seeking additional pension solution uh, in a safe, reputable jurisdiction, which we've kind of touched on already. We see corporate entities with either a workforce in that jurisdiction, but looking for a, uh, an employment benefit solution outside of that jurisdiction. So they have set up in a, a corporate scheme within the Isle of Man, again, within, within the infrastructure here. And then the other one will be a corporate with a global workforce where they're looking to centralise the, the pension and retirement solutions in, in, a, in, a, in a place that really is tax neutral in regard to the pension. And then it's really more for the member to consider where they are as and when they take benefits. So we see, we see multinational firms with, with a central hub in the Isle of Man with their with their scheme here and yes members all over the world and amory with that legal perspective that you have who who are the people that you speak to in respect of this yes i would echo martin's comments really we as a law firm we work with as i say the local pension providers but also uh, internationally lawyers from other jurisdictions and from an isle of man perspective it's both domestic and international schemes so domestic schemes where you have individuals, entrepreneurs, high net worths wanting to set up um, personal pension schemes here. But the growth that I have seen personally within our firm is definitely on the international side. So I think the benefits of the international rules that we have and the flexibility that they offer in terms of the benefits that can be provided is really something which um, different employers are found to be very beneficial. So that might be single employers wanting to house their pension here, but also employers who have, for example, employees in different jurisdictions, and they can have just one scheme, but which provides for different benefits dependent upon the jurisdiction in which those individuals are working at any one time. And I think it's the flexibility and the truly bespoke nature of the international schemes and the reward schemes that can be provided here, which makes it so attractive. And that, and that seems to be continuing to grow. Well, we're starting to run out of time, unfortunately, but I want to put one more question to you both. And that is a question more about the Isle of Man itself as a jurisdiction. The Isle of Man's built an enviable reputation for financial services expertise over the past decades. And that includes, of course, in the area of pensions. How important is this reputation for the entrepreneurs, the global investors, the, the people that you both speak to on a daily basis? Anne-Marie, let me come to you first on that. Yes, I think reputation, generally speaking, is is really, really, really important. And I think we've seen that not just in the pension sphere, but just generally um, over the last few years, the, the way that the world is more connected and the way in which the media can often be heavily influential in, in the way that a jurisdiction is portrayed internationally. So therefore, your reputation has got to be key. And I think that for the Isle of Man, we have got a really strong reputation, particularly in the pensions area, and we have the expertise here. We've talked about the regulations, um, and it is very positive. But as a jurisdiction, 
and a place um, in its own right, we're also seeing an increase, um, and maybe this some of this is pandemic driven as well, is from individuals who want to actually relocate here. The safety of the Isle of Man, the, the space that we have here, um, it's all been very attractive given the last couple of years that, that we've all been through. And coming from the Isle of Man, I'm Isle of Man born and bred, so I'm always going to be very positive about the Isle of Man and basically say that it's the best place to live and work and everybody well. <laughs> well, spoken like a true Manx woman there, Anne-Marie. Um, Martin, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm a Manx man, so I've probably got very similar views. Uh, we've touched on, or to go back to the question about reputation, and I think a couple of times we've talked in the podcast about building trust with a client and, and that really comes off the, off the foundation of reputation. So yeah, it's so important for the Isle of Man, that, that reputation. I think that's why, again, it's always at the forefront of uh, uh, transparency uh, and uh, reputation. So, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's uh, the highest priority for the island and providers such as ourselves. And, and, and our regulator as well that wants to ensure that that, that continues. And then the Isle of Man itself, uh, again, the same with Anne-Marie, it's, uh, it's much more of an outdoor lifestyle than perhaps people think on the Isle of Man. Uh, I think it's perhaps known for not being the sunniest place in the world, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it's it very much caters for an outdoor uh, outdoor lifestyle, safety. And, 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 and the same as Anne-Marie, we've seen a lot of inquiries for people, whether it's pandemic related, I, I'm not too sure, but people uh, wishing to come and move to the Isle of Man, bring their family, bring the systems there, here. Uh, it's just you know, easy to say, but probably, probably no better place in the world. Well, it's been a fascinating and important conversation, but sadly, we are out of time now. So I'd like to thank my guests, Anne-Marie Hughes of DQ Advocates and Martin Hall of Atler Group. And thank you for listening to this edition of Talking Global Finance. It's been great to have you with us. Don't forget to like us and please do share any comments you have about the podcast. And if you want to find out more about what the Isle of Man could offer you or your business, then go to Finance Isle of Man. That's all one word, financeisleofman.com. Isle of Man.com.